morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's Morning Coffee with Larry, and I am glad you are here to join me today. Ah, it's been a hard morning to wake up. Oh, I've been fighting it. I didn't get to bed too, too late, but I just really wanted a little extra sleep, so when the alarm went off, I just kind of laid there for way too long. <laughs> Oh, but it's still dark out. There's a little bit of light peeping through trees, so I can tell the uh, the earth is still moving. It's still rotating. The world is uh, continuing on, and so must we in our podcast and, and the different uh, ideas or suggestions that hopefully you find helpful and can implement in your daily lives. Uh, today is Thursday, the 18th. I felt like a little bit of a goofball yesterday morning. I had written out several checks and uh, my wife popped them in the mail because I forgot to pop them in the mail myself. But I kept thinking yesterday was the 18th when I was writing out the checks. So, nope, today is the 18th and uh, 2019. And yesterday was a pretty neat day, uh, especially after work. Uh, there's a friend of mine, a co-worker, uh, who was up from Marion to, uh, is doing some work in our Effingham uh, clinic, and his name is Tom, so a big shout out to Tom. But we got together last night after work, and because uh, we don't get to talk to each other very much, and it had been Gosh, it had been well over a year since I had uh, been able to even, you know, uh, sit down and have a visit. So he was uh, open and available. So we headed out to Lake Sarah and took the pontoon boat over to the restaurant Pinkies and had a great dinner, great conversation, and uh, headed back uh, across the lake to the truck. And it was just a fun evening. So, Tom, thanks so much for that. Uh, Tom is a, a social worker, been working with the VA for about as long as I have. And uh, maybe today, okay, maybe I'll just toss it out there if he's listening. <laughs> but maybe I can interview him before he heads back uh, to Marion and, and get in a little interview as far as uh, some important things that uh, that he might have to share with the audience. So I just need to remember to bring my little microphones uh, along, and maybe maybe that can happen. But it was just a great fun evening uh, getting together with a friend. And I hope that you guys uh, have those opportunities also whenever a friend you haven't seen in a long time is available, and and you can get caught up on things and just have some some fun fellowship. You know, that's to me, that's one of those key things in life is to be able to have, you know, some fun fellowship. Life gets life gets busy. Uh, you know, when you know, when you have kids uh, or you have grandkids, it's amazing how full life can get. And uh, sometimes we just need that kind of peer to peer break and just kick back, relax and and kind of get recharged in that area of life. And that felt good last night. So anyway, in moving on, I, I had come across, and it seems like I'm pulling a lot of things from memes 
And I guess it's just because there's been quite a few pretty decent ones that have come across. And this one I had forgotten that I had saved. And it's, uh, it's kind of a fun list of good things to consider. Uh, and so I thought, well, let's just kind of go over the list. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because it's pretty self-explanatory, but I may chime in with a quick comment on the different ones. And I'll have this posted if you go out to the uh, uh, Morning Coffee with Larry Quicksall uh, Facebook page, then you can see this posted if you want to refer back to it. But it's, it's titled, Simple Formula for Living. And the first one on there is live beneath your means. I'm taking that as financial. Uh, a lot of people just live, you know, right at their means, which means everything they earn, they spend. Some people live beyond their means, where they're, they're living on debt uh, as a way of keeping their lifestyle up. And the key thing is live beneath your means. Don't spend everything you have. Have an emergency fund. You know, follow the Dave Ramsey idea. Have an emergency fund. And then also, you know, continue to have savings. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned on this on this podcast or not, but I had come across a, a thing on the Internet. And, of course, you never know how much of it is true. But, of course, everything on the Internet's true. Ha, ha, ha. But it was talking about uh, the, uh, suggested savings of nurses that worked at a hospital in Chicago around 1900. And to me, it makes sense. And that was that you save 50% of everything you earn for your old age, because go back then there was no social security. You needed to be saving for your, for your future. And, that was something my parents did. My parents were depression kids, and they always lived beneath their means, and that's what allowed them to be able to have uh, a successful retirement and allowed them to be able to, uh, you know, for mom, she does not have to worry financially. Next one on the list, return everything you borrow. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a good thing. Otherwise, people don't want to loan you things and people start having ill feelings towards you. Return everything you borrow. Stop blaming other people. There's a lot of folks in this habit. Get out of that habit. Stop blaming other people for everything. Sometimes bad things just happen. Don't look, you don't have to always look for a cause. And sometimes it's your own stinking choices. So if you make a bad choice, own up to it. Don't try to find another, find a scapegoat. So stop blaming other people. Admit it when you make a mistake. How many folks do you know? Or if you look in the mirror, do you see yourself? Do you have a hard time admitting when you make a mistake? Well, what would it mean? See, if, if you have trouble making a mistake, there's some sort of a meaning in there. There's some sort of a belief that you have. If I admit that I have made a mistake, what does that mean? Does it really mean what you're believing? So just own up to it. You know, no one's perfect. So if you screw up, if you make a mistake, admit it promptly, and then work to try to fix it. And, and if somebody else makes a mistake 
and they admit it, don't sit there and rub it in. Don't turn it into a, a sore wound. Forgive them. So that's that whole neat concept of forgiveness. It allows for restoration, restoration of a problem and restoration of a relationship. Give clothes not worn to charity. Yeah. If you buy too many clothes, if you're not wearing them, if it was even if it was a gift, you know, if you're not wearing them and you're not using them, you know, periodically go through your closet, go through the drawers, give it to charity. Yeah, you can sell it, but you know what? Get, you know, you, I mean, if you need it financially, then yes, sell it. Have a garage sale, take it to a consignment shop. But otherwise, let it be a gift. Let it be a gift to somebody who may be struggling to uh, uh, to buy the clothes, even at a garage sale. Do something nice and try not to get caught. What does that mean? Well, if you do something nice, don't look for, always look for a thank you in return. Sometimes it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of good benefit with just doing something nice for somebody just for the sake of doing something nice. Even if the, if you're fishing for a compliment, then you're, you're, it's not really a gift of doing something nice. You're getting something back in return. So sometimes just do it nice and just don't let anybody know you did the nice thing. Listen more and talk less. As a counselor, <laughs> sometimes I find myself talking too much in a session. If what somebody has uh, uh, said to me triggers kind of this desire to teach, Sometimes I just need to keep my mouth shut and let them talk a little bit longer. See, if I, if I can guide them but let them do the talking, sometimes that will definitely have a bigger impact than just me explaining something. So listen more, talk less. It's also how you find out really what another person's thinking. Every day take a 30-minute walk. I don't do that. And I should. I've got plenty of room up here to walk, and I can walk, you know, during breaks from my lunch or, or from my work. But take a 30-minute walk. It's one of the best things you can do if you struggle with depression. It gets you outside. Yeah, if it's really crappy weather, if it's bad, if it's cold, uh, miserable, yeah, if you got access to a treadmill, walk on it. But if not, get outside. Get outside and do your walking. Does wonders for your mind. Strive for excellence, not perfection. You've heard me talk many times. Perfection is damaging. Perfection is not healthy. When I was talking with Tom last night, we were talking about you know uh, kids and grades. And I said, I told my kids numerous times, you know, you're, you're both smart kids, but, you know, you don't have to make straight A's. If you make straight A's, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering what's wrong. Because not everybody's perfect in everything. So not everybody is excellent in everything. A's and B's was fine. You know, because they, they were both bright kids. 
you know, if they were down, if they were making C's, that was kind of a warning flag. Hey, something's not happening right. They should be able to do better. Let's let's find out what's kind of getting in the way. But strive for excellence. Do the best that you can. But you see, with perfectionism, we tie it to what we see as our value as a person. And the problem is you never really reach perfection because you keep raising the bar on yourself. So just strive for excellence. Be on time. Don't make excuses. If you're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time, be respectful enough to plan in your day to do that, to be there. And don't always make excuses why you can't. An excuse is where you give up responsibility or you place responsibility for your actions on something else. Don't do that. Own up to your responsibilities, own up to mistakes, and strive to be on time. Don't argue. Get organized. I'm not sure where I'm getting the connection between these two. They're both on the same line. Um, But how many times do you find yourself or you find other people just arguing for the sake of arguing? Yeah, don't do that. I mean, yes, if there's a point that's needing to be discussed uh, and there's differences of opinion on what needs to be done, yes, you can have a positive, constructive argument or a debate regarding that, utilizing the word respect. But then there's some folks that they just argue, like arguing for the sake of arguing. That's junior high logic. Get out of junior high <laughs> and and don't just argue for the sake of arguing. If you've had junior high kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Um, get organized. If you have too much clutter, that makes things less effective and it increases your stress. Take the time to straighten things up. Have an organizational system. Doesn't mean you have to be like obsessive compulsive over it, but be at least better functional. Get organized. Be kind to unkind people. Yeah. If you're only kind to kind people, well, what does that demonstrate? You know? But if you're kind to unkind people, hey, that takes a challenge. And I think that's one of the the best things that we can do when people are unkind. You know, why are some people grumpy? Why are some people unkind? Why are some people, you know, they're just sticks in the mud. You know, why are people that way? Well, I don't know. There's not a blanket answer, but there probably is a reason. And it's turned into a bad habit for them. But what happens if you're kind to somebody who's not. Well, you're probably not going to get a kind response back initially, but if you keep demonstrating commitment, all of a sudden you're putting reality into that person's probable stuck point. That probable stuck point may be people aren't nice, people are rude, people want to take advantage of you, people are bad. And then when you are kind, Initially, they may think you're just trying to scam them. But if you keep being genuinely kind, that reality, eventually they have to confront. And when they confront it, all of a sudden they realize, hey, 
what I was believing, at least about this person, isn't true. And all of a sudden, you will see kindness starting to grow. How do I know? I've seen this for years and years and years. Now, sometimes that kindness may start occurring in that other person in a matter of a few times meeting them or in just a few weeks. Other times, it may take years. And I can, I'm thinking of a specific situation from many years ago, from about 30 years ago, where there was a person who was upset with me and was being very unkind. And I didn't have, I mean, they, they, they had a wrong impression, but there was no telling them different. So what did I do? Every opportunity I had, I put a smile on my face. I said hi. I'd shake their hand. I kept demonstrating for week after week, month after month, and literally year after year. It took several years, but eventually it came through and we became friends and we did things together and we looked forward to it. So being kind to unkind people simply gives you an opportunity to have a positive impact in another person's hurting life. Let someone cut ahead of you in line. Hey, if you're not in a hurry and other people are, and you're in the checkout line, let somebody else go ahead of you. You know what? That brightens their day. You know, if they were in a rush, they're going to appreciate it. They may not demonstrate it right then because maybe they're wrapped up in, you know, what they're thinking about on other things. But what a great little gift you can give a stranger. Take time to be alone. If you've got a lot of people in your life, if you've got a lot of people in your work, sometimes you need to be alone. Sometimes you need solitude. Just to be alone with your thoughts in a nice, relaxing setting. Maybe having a nice, enjoyable cup of coffee. But take time to be alone. Not talking isolation, just talking about being alone. <laughs> Cultivate good manners. Gee, we, do, we are losing this left and right in our society today. We are losing the idea of good manners. I was talking with a co-worker yesterday who was at a big youth event. Um... Uh, and uh, with with her uh, with her son, and the the, co the the conversation turned to how rude some of the kids were, some of the teenagers were at this event. It was like they just didn't care. Don't be like that. Cultivate good manners. Demonstrate to your kids. Demonstrate to your coworkers. Hold the door open for other people. Um, Get, you know, offer offer them, you know, a refreshing beverage. You know, what are the different things that demonstrates good manners? Say please, say thank you. Yeah, maybe you grew up in a household or you are around people where cussing and, and harsh language is common. Well, tell you what, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. Use good language. Use positive language. Next one on the list is be humble. Now, there's false humility, but I'm not talking about that. Just be genuinely humble. Don't be a prideful person. Uh, that, that's, it's, it, it's a nice quality trait 
that also is being lost today. But be humble. Realize and accept that life isn't fair. Who said life had to be fair? Frankly, I don't want life to be equally fair. I like when something goes in my favor. I like offering grace to people that I care about. And and you can't have that if life is totally fair. You know what? Life isn't. Bad things happen, and sometimes good things happen that you don't deserve. And that's life. So realize it, accept it, live with it. Don't constantly fight it. Know when to keep your mouth shut. Yep, there's sometimes the best thing we can do is just keep our mouth shut. I was talking to a person this past week where uh, there had been an exchange with a, a kind of a distant family member. And there was a little bit of a verbal fight that, that uh, took place. And a very, very hurtful thing was said. And afterwards, the person realized, oh, I should never have said that. Now that other person, even when, you know, apologies were attempted, the person isn't willing to hear an apology. You know, sometimes if we're getting our, if we're getting worked up, keep your mouth shut. Especially if you know that if you open it, something bad's going to come out. You know what? You don't have to say bad things, even if somebody else is saying bad things to you. Practice that skill. Develop that ability. Make your coffee cup a little bit deeper so if somebody pours a whole lot of hot coffee in it, you don't have to throw it on the person. Go an entire day without criticizing anyone. Yeah, live and let live. Well, wait, what if they're wrong? That's fine. Take a different day to, to correct them if you need to correct them. But just try to get out of the, find out what it's like to go without criticizing. That's a good, good thing, especially when you're talking about spouses. Learn from the past and plan for the future. My kids have heard me say it many, many times. I've said it on the podcast in the past. There's three kinds of people in the world. Those who learn from their mistakes, those who don't learn from their mistakes, and the smartest of all, those who learn from other people's mistakes so they don't have to make them in the first place. So learn from the past, whether it's your past or somebody else's past, and plan out into the future so that you can have better success for you, for other people, for those you care about. Live in the present. Yeah, there's so many people... They, they live in the past with their regrets over things they did different or they wish they would have done different. Some people live in the future with their anxiety and worry about the worst case scenario. Well, you know what? Live in the present. That's the gift that God gives us today. If you woke up, that was a gift. You didn't die in your sleep. You woke up. Live in this present that you received from God of waking up and live the present. Yeah. 
Don't spend too much time in the past. Don't spend too much time in the future. Enjoy it. And also enjoy the present, not on your cell phone. During my time uh, having dinner with Tom last night, we commented about how kids uh, just spend so much time on cell phones, but it's also adults that spend a lot of time on cell phones. And we had our cell phones on the table, but really the only time we looked at it was to show a couple of photos uh, to each other, just kind of like showing a photo album. And then whenever my wife called and said, hey, have you looked at the weather radar? And looked like there were storms coming into the area. It turned out it was just rain for us. But, you know, you kind of have to pay attention to that when you got to drive a boat about a mile back to the car. <laughs> but yeah, you know, leave the cell phones alone and just enjoy the present. And then the last, the last part here, don't sweat the small stuff. And you know the answer, it's all small stuff. Yeah. So many things we think are big aren't. So don't sweat all that small stuff. Just let it be. All right, folks. This went a lot longer than what I thought it was going to, and I need to get dressed and get out and about. We're going to try to do some work with the goats before uh, work this morning. They need some medicine, and they need some hoof trimming if we can get some of that in. So we will see you tomorrow. Make it a great day. Uh, I'll get this post the, uh, the list here posted on the Facebook page, and uh, have a great one. You take care. Bye.